Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Offense, nothing personal. Word of the day is offense for July 29th, 2021. It's a Thursday. You know what else it is? It's episode number 420. Don't pay attention to the episode count wherever you get your podcasts because I number them according to regular episodes versus sit-downs versus mailbags, bonuses. This is the 420th regular episode. 420, baby. I feel like we should go right to say you want to talk to Samson Coca, but we may get there. I love 420. Is that wrong? Offense. Ew, it's offensive. It's one of my favorite expressions. Our offense is offensive. Offense is the word of the day because I want to talk New York Yankees. I want to talk about a trade they're making to get Joey. Don't put me in the gallow from the Texas Rangers. I want to start with Texas and then get to New York. Texas Rangers opened the new ballpark last year in the middle of COVID. I can't imagine their level of despondency working toward that new ballpark and then having the season happen without fans and hosting the World Series in a neutral site, in a new ballpark when it wasn't your team, not your fans. You sign a bunch of players, your team stinks, and now you've got to trade players and you're acting like the Marlins. We had to do it. I've done it. You start a new build building, sign a bunch of players. You think everything's going to be great. And then you can't win a game. And then you have to reset, reboot, recalibrate, restock your farm system. And it hurts. And the pain is immeasurable to the fan base. It's everlasting. Of course, people in Miami don't have any sensitivity. Coke, I was on with Levitar this morning. And I tried to explain that what they're doing in Texas is the same as what we did in Florida in 2013. And uh, they said, no, no, it's not the same. Well, it's not the same because you're from Miami. If you're from Texas, it's the same. It's got to feel badly trading Gallo, middle of your order of bat. He's not Joey Bats. That's Jose Batista, but he could be. Low average, high home runs. If you're Dave Kingman or Adam Dunn, You're rich. In the old days, you were not. You stunk. If you had 220 but 40 home runs. Now, if you do that, you're an all-star. The Yankees have a problem. And the problem the Yankees have is that they are believing their own Twitterverse. The Twitterverse is saying, what a great job. The media, all the baseball pundits, all the analytic guys. What a huge trade. The Yankees are back to having murderers row. It's Mantle, it's Maris, it's Ruth, it's DiMaggio. They've got Judge, Gallo, and Stanton. Try getting through that gauntlet every game four times. 
They're going to score so many runs. It doesn't matter. And by the way, their starting pitching has been great. That's a new thing making the rounds on the inter-Google. The last 16 games, the New York Yankees starting pitching has a 1.95 ERA. Who cares? Do you know how often we as executives focus on that? Zero. Hey, we're good. We've got good starting pitching because we've had a stretch. The Yankees had a stretch earlier in this season where they broke the record. They'd never had a starting rotation go through the rotation, giving up no earned runs or some such crap record like that. I'm checking the phone again, Coca. Let me just get a full understanding just so I can get it right because I I don't want to get it wrong. I don't want to make a correction. The Yankees are six games over 500, eight and a half games back of the Boston Red Sox, six games back of the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Strike that, four, six, nine. Six games back of the Tampa Bay Rays. They are two and a half games back of the second wild card, two and a half games back of the I've got Starling Marte Oakland A's. Half game back of the Seattle, we're trading our players because we're not really in it, Seattle Mariners. Yankees are saying we're two games ahead of the Toronto. They've got a better lineup than we do and a better pitching staff than we do, and they're back home, Blue Jays. If we have a one-game wild card, we're good, Brian Cashman said, because, hey, we got Garrett. Please let me use sticky stuff in the playoffs, Cole. So that's one game we can win. And then by the time game two comes around, they can put Domingo, I'm not suspended, Herman, follow it up with, Jamison, hey, I'm not giving up that many runs. Talon, maybe a little game two start by Jordan. I've never been to Montgomery, Alabama. Come on. When you run a team, you don't look at it that way. You're Brian Cashman. You've got to look at your team and realize you do not have the rotation to be an October team. And we've said it how many years before this season started. We said it about Kluber and Talon. You're bringing in mediocre crap. You got to bring in Bauer and get big time crap. You gotta do something, trade for Scherzer. See if he's not too hurt, which he may be. Is he pitching today? You guys may be listening to this after you get home from work and you celebrate episode 420, but there's a double header for the Nationals because they didn't play yesterday, which means our pick of the day never happened. The game never even happened. I think Scherzer may be pitching one of the games, the double header, but if I'm trading Max Scherzer, there's no way I'm pitching him today. If there's even a chance that he could waive his no trade clause, I'm not pitching Max Scherzer today. Coca, is he a probable? Are you even there, Coca? Uh, you get a pass today. You've got COVID. You can't smell, you can't taste. You were vaccinated, which means you're feeling better than you would if you weren't vaccinated. But I understand if you do not want to be engaged in the show. Did you even hit record? So the Yankees get Gallo and... Oh, thank you, Coca. We're past the story now, but undecided. Does it say undecided for both games? Because it used to say Scherzer for one of the games. Are the And by the way, it never says undecided. It says TBA to be announced. It's Corbin plus the TBA. Okay. They're not going to trade Scherzer if they're trying to trade him. I'm going to lose that weight to see. It's very disappointing. I don't want to screenshot and stop yelling in my ear. I believe you, Coca. I believe you. Shh. The Yankees sent four prospects to the Rangers. Big time. Everyone excited? Everyone reading where they're ranked? Do you do that when, you, when your team makes a trade? Do you know what we do? <laughs> this is good. When we make a trade, we want to see where the players are ranked in Baseball America and on MLB.com because we want to make that in the release. We got the 20th, 15th, 18th, 19th, 
rated prospect of that organization. When we trade for a player who we like, here's a little nugget. Sometimes we would trade for a player who is not ranked, who we liked better than a player who was ranked, but we asked for the player who is ranked. So then we could put it as part of the PR release because for fans, they look at rankings. Executives don't. GMs don't. Texas traded Joey Gallo. He's going to be a free agent after next year. So the Yankees have him. He's going to play left field for them. He hits lefty. Everyone's excited. He's balancing the Yankees lineup. We're a balanced lineup now. We were all righty, but now we've got Joey Gallo. And boy, he's going to love that right field porch. Forget the fact that analytically he hits home runs to the opposite field. Forget the fact that he's a line drive ground ball hitter when he pulls. Not a home run hitter, but forget that. Who cares? He's a big bat in the lineup. We're going to club everyone to death. The Yankees have a hard time scoring runs. I'm going to see if I can do this right now. This is a great example of why my brain is so funny. You would think that it would occur to me before the show starts to look at where the Yankees are in runs scored specifically right now, because that matters to me. So I'm going to look now because I didn't even think of it as I was preparing for the show. The Yankees in runs scored, wait for it, they're 14th in the American League. 14th. They've scored 415 runs. The Astros have scored 562 runs. But don't worry, the Yankees have Judge, Stanton, and Gallo. And forget, what about DJ LeMahieu, Gary Sanchez, and Glaber Torres? There was a time when other teams were scared of that Yankee lineup. We got to be careful. We can't let our pitcher face those guys. It's going to be too hard. Brian, no one's scared of your lineup anymore because you guys don't score runs. You may win every bodybuilding contest. Most handsome players, best clubhouse to be in post shower, all of that you may win. But strangely enough, you may win the analytic game. That's fun too. You may win all the simulations. You may get chosen by me preseason to win the World Series. But it turns out in baseball, And this is a new thing that has only started since I left baseball a few years ago. It turns out that the only thing that matters now, hang tight, everyone, just relax. The only thing that matters in baseball is who's got more runs after nine innings. That's the only stat that matters. There was a football game yesterday that I watched. Uh, the Detroit Lions beat the Minnesota Vikings 17 to 14. And I know that you're shocked that that happened because it's not football season, but it did take place. And I believe that the Tigers in a winning effort to the Tigers, I think the Tigers won that game 17, 14. And I think the twins hit seven home runs. How exciting is that for the twins? You hit seven home runs. That's great. Seven home runs and you lost a game, but don't worry. We can announce that we hit seven home runs. We've got great bats. We didn't need Nelson Cruz. It's okay that we traded him. I don't even remember where they traded him. Oh my God. I'm having a Thursday moment. Tampa Bay race. Thank you. <sighs> Why do you think that Gallo was traded? Hmm. Hmm. I wonder. I wonder. Are you wondering why Starling Marte was traded? I was wondering why the Marlins paid the $4 million. I was wondering why the Marlins traded Jimmy Garcia to the Astros, and the Astros took on a million-dollar player. Great trade for the Marlins. Doesn't matter who you get. And the reason why it's a great trade 
is that when you sign a player, one of the things that we did during the offseason that all teams try to do, it is a very important thing when you're running a business. You are looking for arbitrage. Arbitrage is a technical term where you take advantage of a situation. It's a financial term, but you can use it in all sorts of areas. But it's basically when you see a situation and you try to benefit from it in a way that other people don't see. The Oakland A's, if you watch Moneyball, they invented the shift, which they didn't. They invented analytics, which they didn't. And they were taking advantage of the fact that other teams weren't doing what they were doing, which they were. And now when every team does what you do, then you're just equal to them and you're not better. Therefore, there's no advantage. I have no idea why I was talking about arbitrage, Coca. But what happens in baseball is that when you try to zig while other teams are zagging, but there's one overwhelming thing that you try to do is you try to sign players during the offseason to minor league deals, to small one-year major league deals. We would call them a reclaim. That's how we'd refer to players. Hey, we're going to sign them as a reclaim. A reclaim means someone who used to be good. And when you do the PR, you say in 2017, he hit 40 home runs. The Marlins did it when they signed and traded or got a non-tender of, uh, God, dang it, dang it, uh, uh, Jesus Aguilar. And he had a great year with the Brewers back in the day. Let's bring him back. And maybe he's going to become the power hitter that he was a pitcher. He went 20 and seven with the 2.7 ERA in 2016. And we're bringing him back on a minor league deal. It's like what people are doing with Cole Hamels, who was an erstwhile world series MVP, who's now doing throwing for teams waiting to sign a deal, but he stinks. He's hurt all the time. His velocity's down. He's not effective, but he wants to be, but whichever team signs Cole Hamels, I promise you, if he does get signed, the press release will say world series MVP, Cole Hamels, signed by blank team. That's like saying, you know, talking about something you did 10 years ago and saying that's who you are now. Stud David Sampson. 43-year-old Sampson. Nope, that was a decade ago. So what you do is you sign players, and then when you get them, you hope that they can be good for you, and then you trade them and bring in someone who you have control of for longer. What the Marlins did, and they did a great job of it, is they got players like a Garcia, who was non-tendered by the Dodgers, let him pitch for you and let him be good and then move him, get someone else. When the Marlins picked up Starling Marte's contract for this year, they picked up his option. They did it after the Marlins were in the playoffs last year. They did it on purpose. He was going to be their quote-unquote big sign of this offseason as they tried to build on their playoff year of COVID short in 2020, but they were never going to sign him to a free agent deal. You know that you listen to nothing personal. They offered him a deal that they knew he wouldn't accept and they knew they'd trade him and they knew that you as fans wouldn't be upset because, hey, they tried. So then they trade him to the Oakland A's and they defeat the whole damn purpose. I spoiled a little bit of Levitard today when I told this story, but I want to tell you a little bit more here about the issue. When a player is owed money, and you are negotiating with another team and every player's owed money. It's just a matter of how much. If you're making a million dollars and you trade a player with two months left, a third of a season, that player is still due $333,000. When you trade a player, the calculation that you are making is how much money am I taking on to my payroll? And the amount of money I'm taking on is the difference between a minimum player and the player who you are taking on. A minimum player, 
make 600 grand. If you take on a player making $6 million, that player is due a third of his money because you have August and September left. That player gets paid 2 million more. A minimum player gets paid 200 grand more for the rest of the season. So the increase to your budget is 2 million minus 200,000 or $1.8 million. So you go to the owner and say, hey, we want to take on $1.8 million. You don't say take on $2 million, which is what the players owed, because you have to pay someone to be in that on the bench or in the lineup or in the shower or wherever the food room, wherever he is, you're paying that player. So it's the difference in the two amounts of money. When you're making a trade, you talk about different players who you want back. So the Marlins are going around saying, hey, Here's who we want for Starling Marte. They speak to the Yankees. They speak to the Giants. They speak to the Dodgers. Even if a team doesn't want hitting, you speak to them. You speak to everybody within five games of a wild card because those are the teams who are eligible to rent who you think may be buyers. So you go through the list. You call them all. You get a list from your scouts of which players in the system of each of these teams you want to trade for. You call up the team and you say, this is who we want for Marte. And then when you get the call, if you're on the receiving end, you respond by saying, "Mm, I'm not going to do that guy unless if you pay for Marte, then I would talk about that guy. But if you're asking me to take on Marte's $4 million minus the 200 grand for a minimum, so $3.8 million, I'm not going to give you that guy. I'll give you this guy. And then your scout says, well, this guy sucks. And you say, I don't care. We're saving $3.8 million. And then you go to the owner and say, if you want a better player back, come on, just pay his money. It was in the budget anyway. So Jeter goes to Bruce Sherman because Jeter doesn't have the money. He goes to Bruce Sherman and says, let's pay Starling Marte's contract because we can get back a controllable pitcher named Jesus Lazardo. This is the best deal we can get, the best player we can get. We can get a worse player and save you the money. But if we pay the money, we can get a better player. Let's get this young, controllable pitcher. We're going to have a player for five years instead of Marte for two months. How great is that? Not. Do you know the number of times that we paid the money for a player to get a better player back and that player didn't make it? Where we didn't pay the money and we got a player who was worse who did make it? It happened all the time. And that's purely anecdotal because I don't have a list. I'm not exactly sure what the Marlins are doing, what the A's are doing what the Nats are doing, because on July 29th, basically when I'm recording this, it's approximately 3, 7, 24, 31 hours before the trade deadline. Spoiler alert, you know what time it is where I am. And teams are still deciding, believe it or not, up to today and tomorrow if they're going to buy or sell, who they're going to give up, what they want back. Owners are still deciding. They, owners are famous for doing this, Coca. Let's get one more game. If we win tonight, we're going to buy. If we lose tonight, screw it. Let's sell. We go down to the manager and say, hey, uh, whoever the manager was at that time, can we try to win tonight? We really want to buy. I always wanted to buy. It's never fun to give up on a year because then you got to sit there and watch the last two months going to every game. You as fans can turn off the TV. You as fans cannot go to the road games or the home games. I'm paid to do it. I got to do it. I'd rather watch a team that has a chance to win than a team that sold off everything and can't win squat. You go to your owner and you just start expressing yourself. Express yourself. Hey, 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 hey. I'm expressing a lot of confidence in express.com. All the great summer deals. 
Today's Thursday, July 29th, and I'm not wearing Express. Why is that? And I know that you listen to all of these reads because we send them to you to prove that we're doing it. So you pay CBS, who doesn't give the money to me or Coca, and we don't get the clothes. And I don't know if you can hear me because I have no Sonos products. However, I can dream. And so can you because you're going to look like a dreamboat if you're wearing Express. They're versatile. They're super comfy. They mix casual, formal, tees, cotton tees, stretch, breathable, super stretch, hyper stretch, insanely stretch. Eat to an In-N-Out Burgers or the Halal stand on 53rd Street and 6th. Have two full pita lamb gyros. If you're wearing the express stretch pants, you are GTG, baby. Good to go. Be on the lookout for great summer deals at express.com. Guess who didn't wear express yesterday? Aaron Rodgers. No, he did not in the least. He wore a t-shirt. I think it was, a t- was it an office t-shirt, Coca? Is that what he wore with his Hollywood hair up, his beard, his, hey, I'm engaged to Yoko. Did a press conference. Did you watch the Aaron Rodgers press conference? You wonder why people don't like Aaron Rodgers who know him. I don't comment. I've never met Aaron Rodgers. I've only heard what he's like, but I am a prime example where people who think what they think they know me think I'm a certain way, but then they know me. That's why I want to write a book called First and 20 because I'm always first and 20 because people think they know me through Google or through whatever. And then they meet me or they have contact with me and I'm normal. I mean, as normal as normal can be when you're totally not normal. So I would never, never, never say never. I never comment on someone I don't know. Once I know them, I'm happy to comment because I have experience. I don't know Aaron. I only know what people tell me about Aaron, but people tell people about me and they're wrong. So Aaron may be the greatest guy since sliced bread. That's a totally wrong metaphor. It is, I think he's the greatest guy since sliced cheese. That doesn't sound right either. Whatever. He took the podium for 32 minutes. And I thought to myself, if I'm the GM or president of the Packers, I am so angry with him. He is such a malcontent ingrate. And I would march down to the clubhouse, the locker room. And I'd say, listen, Aaron, what was your point? Tell me what the object of your game was. I know I'm not going to media train you. You've been in the league for a long time. You've made a ton of money. Won a Super Bowl, coming off an MVP year. I get it. But I'm just asking, when you talk to the media, what was your point? Just be honest with me. And Roger says, I don't know. I was just answering their questions. Where's hockey? You know exactly what your point was, Aaron. Just say it. Say it. Say that you wanted to make sure that all the fans were with you and not against you. Say that you wanted to make sure that it was very clear why you had the offseason you have. Say that you wanted to make it very clear to the fans and the media that it was our fault as the president GM that we're not winning, that we only have one Super Bowl, that we don't surround you with the right players. Just tell me the truth, Aaron. You go out and say that Green Bay is not a vacation destination. People only come here for me. Really? You're right. Totally right. It has nothing to do with the contracts we offer. As a matter of fact, everyone who plays on the Packers is underpaid because they're so excited to play for you, Aaron, and with you. They all play for the minimum. No one holds out. No one ever asks for more money. Never. We don't have a dolphin situation with Xavier and Howard. No, we don't. 
because you're Aaron Rodgers. Then Aaron Rodgers sold everyone under the bus by naming. He named all of the veterans who the Packers got rid of and said how unacceptable it is. Do you know how many players think they can be GMs? Some of them grow up to be GMs. Jeter, Jordan, they stink at it. Some of them can be good. Most are not. It's hard. James Jones is great as a GM of the Phoenix Suns. I think the more mediocre you are as a player, the better you can be as an executive. The better you are as a player, the worse you are as an executive. I think that is a fair thing to say. And I think history proves that great players can't coach or be executives, but mediocre players can be Hall of Fame coaches and executives. There are obviously exceptions. Jerry West is an exception. There are some. Joe Dumars could be an exception, maybe. He was involved in basketball for a while. But Aaron Rodgers coming up and saying that we didn't treat veterans right we let them go without taking into account the clubhouse and their character and what they added to the team. You're right, Aaron. We don't know what the hell we're doing. We're just trading players willy-nilly. Does he think that we're just playing fantasy, baseball or football? We've got a business to run and we've got games to win in that order. The problem with veteran players is they don't realize when their skills are diminished. And that is what makes them so great when they're great, but when they're not great anymore, it's what makes them such a big problem. Aaron Rodgers is example number Z of that, of a player who thinks that they can do everything. Calling out all those players. He named all the players. He wants to be more involved in player movement. He's very frustrated. So he, in their tete-a-tete, it's all being reported wrong, by the way, Coca, just so you're clear. It's all being reported that the Packers, Mark Murphy and the GM, whose name I pronounced yesterday, but it's not in today's document, so I can't remember it. I want to say it's Brian somebody. They had this big meeting with Rogers, right? Where they had a kumbaya, my lord, kumbaya. I love you, Aaron. I love you too, Brian. Oh, Marky, I love you. Let's do a group hug. Day is done. They're do they did a friendship circle. Can you picture that? Gone the sun from the lake. All is well. Safely rest. There was none of that. Do you know what happened in that meeting? They said, Aaron, we're not trading you. Aaron, you want to come back? Great. You don't want to come back? No problem. You're not going to get paid. And we've got Jordan Love. Bye-bye. We'll handle the PR. We'll win three games and you'll be a distant memory. Jordan Love wins two out of his first four, first four games, playing 500 after one-fourth of a season. Aaron who? You'll be Brett Favre being so fast your head will spin. You want to get out of this alive? It's not life or death. You want to get out of this, Aaron? Here's how to get out of it. Come back. You want your hair in a ponytail? Great. You want to grow a beard? Fine. Come back and play. And then we're going to say that you want it out after next year. And then we're going to say it's okay for you to be out after next year. And then you're going to be gone next year because that's when we wanted you gone. When we started this whole thing, 
but everyone's saying, oh, Aaron Rodgers, he did it. He wins the day. He said, the fact that I haven't been used in discussions is something I wanted to change moving forward. I felt like based on my years, the way I can still play, that that should be a natural part of the conversation. Really? Because you can throw a ball 50 yards and you know a playbook, that means that you're right. My bad. I don't know if you know this, but when you become the president of a baseball team, it means you can be a scout. When you buy a team and you're an owner, it means that you know how to be a GM. You're totally right about that. When you buy a manufacturing company, it means you know how to put together the, 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 the car or the bus or whatever you're putting together. Hey, I, do you know what I do? I wear reading glasses. I'm minus 1.5. I don't know if you know this, but I started reading glasses and therefore I know how to manufacture them. I know how to make them. GMAB, Aaron. You think we're going to give active players a say? We pretend we do. We're telling them what we're doing. We ask them their opinion to make them feel like they're involved. And then we do whatever the hell we want every time. <sighs> what do you want to do, Coca? Where are we going? All right, play it for me, Sam. You know what I want? <laughs> I want to talk to Samson. So you want to talk to Samson. It's my favorite one on April 20th. So you want to talk to Samson comes from a movie called Half-Baked. Follow me on Twitter at David P. Samson. Hit follow. If you don't have Twitter, get Twitter. Just get it and follow me and then get off Twitter. Or you can DM me. Someone asked me a question and I like it. I like it a lot. How would you deal with the Howard situation? Well, I'm very glad you asked. And I don't mean Howard the Duck, played by the now free Bill Cosby, but that can't be right. Was Bill Cosby and Howard the Duck by chance? Is there any chance that's true? God, there's something wrong with my brain, Coca. I think Coca may, I think Coca, there you go. I think COVID may have impacted me a little bit. <sighs> what are we talking about? Howard. Okay, you asked me a question, I'm going to answer it. The Howard situation is a Dolphins player and his name is Alexander Hamilton. My name is Alexander Hamilton. Just you wait. Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard is the latest of the NFL players. This is an affliction now that the NFL is dealing with. Trade me. Trade me. Like Rick Moranis and Steve Martin and Little Shop of Horrors. Feed me. Xavier Howard signed a long-term deal with the Miami Dolphins. He plays cornerback. He's one of the top three cornerbacks, according to the CRs. Do you know what the CRs are? Do you know what they are, Matthew? Any idea? Tell me. Whisper to my ear. Just whisper. What are the CRs? You know it. Just say it. Say, say it. Say it. The Coca rankings. Whenever there's someone in the show, here's a little behind the scenes, nothing personal nugget for you. I'll say to Coca, hey, just a quick question for you. Um, how good is this player? Because I don't know who the player is. I've heard of Xavier Howard. I know he signed a deal where he was guaranteed like 39 million bucks. He signed a $73 million deal. I don't know if he's a good quarterback or not. And Coco will say, Ooh, he's a top three. Those are the CRs. Don't know if they're right or wrong. Doesn't matter. So Xavier Howard being one of the top threes in the CRs apparently does an HR. He does the Howard rankings. And he said, I want to be traded. And he released a statement, which sickened me. And I need to read it to you. I've given my heart and soul to the Miami Dolphins franchise since they drafted me in 2016. And I want to make it clear that I love my teammates. 
Thank you. It's always very important to the fan base that everyone gets along in the clubhouse. Don't worry that the Dolphins haven't won a playoff game since I moved to Miami. Don't worry about that. That doesn't matter. I want you all to love each other. I want you to have drinks and go out after games and sleep over at each other's homes, visit each other on the plane, play cards. Please love each other so much. It's so important to me as a Dolphin fan. They are my family. That makes your family feel good. I, I always like that. There's the work family, a family family, but I guess these players are his family. But what I've learned is that the business side of the NFL proves organizations don't always have a player's best interest at heart. Oh my God, stop the presses. Xavier Howard just learned that people run businesses as though they are businesses. Oh, heaven forbid. It can't be true, Xavier. I'm so happy that it took an experience for the past few seasons to learn that. But you're really upsetting Stephen Ross right now, the owner of the Dolphins. He doesn't want you to think he's running a business. He just wants to slide down the slide of his new practice facility. Google it. It was funny. My experience with the Dolphins the past few seasons has taught me that. In 2018, I signed an extension that I'll admit I didn't completely understand or feel comfortable with. Bull hockey. I'm calling you out, Xavier Howard, and here's why I'm calling you out. I have never signed a player to a long-term deal, and boy, I've signed a lot of them. I've never signed a player who said to me, man, I don't really understand what 39 million guaranteed is. Can you just help me with that a little bit? 39 million guaranteed. Now, does that mean I get the $39 million no matter what if I get hurt? Every baseball player ever signed said that. What happens if I get hurt? What happens if you release me? What happens if you trade me? What happens if I suck? Here's my answer always. You get paid. 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 Do you understand the words I'm saying? You get paid. Ah, thank you. I'll sign that deal. You're right, Xavier. By the way, how does his agent feel now? I'm sure his agent feels really good. If I shared an agent with Xavier Howard, I'd be calling him up. Hey, you never told Xavier Howard about his contract? He didn't understand it? I've played on that deal for two seasons and didn't complain. Thank you. I love it when employees say that. I love when they get paid and they perform, but they don't complain because they're performing. But when they don't, whatever, I can't even get into it. It's too upsetting. Everyone knows that I've significantly outperformed that deal. Yes, that means that Chris Greer has done his job well. He's getting a raise. He's the gem of the Dolphins. I'm one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. And the tape backs up that claim. It actually says in his statement, I'm one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. And Matthew Coco agrees. The assignments I'm given shadowing the opposition's best player, blah, blah, who cares? I want to clear up a few misconceptions about my situation. My agent, David Cantor, and I never once asked for a completely new contract. Well, Eladi freaking da. You signed a contract. You weren't forced to sign it. Did David Cantor, the agent, who, by the way, now is the worst agent of all time because he didn't explain to you the fact that you were signing for $73 million, only 39 of which was guaranteed. Sorry, David. I guess you're not his agent anymore. But I'm so thankful that you never asked for a completely new contract. I want the right to ask a player for a new contract when the player doesn't perform. And the minute the union, and I've said this directly to the head of the players union. I would be more than happy to amend every rule about guarantee language. 
I would be more than happy to listen to your players want to renegotiate their contracts in the middle of their deal. I would be more than happy to do all of it if you will let me call you when your player sucks. No, you can't do that. Oh, okay. Seems fair. Very fair. But thank you, Xavier, for not asking for a completely new contract. And by the way, Xavier may be the greatest guy in the world, the most charitable guy in the world. I've never met Xavier. I'm talking about his statement. We wanted things to work out with the Dolphins and brought solutions to the table, like guaranteeing more money. No way. You brought that to the table? You did not. Are you telling me that a player went to a negotiating table under a current contract who's playing well and his suggestion was, this is my epiphany. This is the greatest thing I'm ever going to do. I want more guaranteed money. Get the hell out of my office. (laughs) This just keeps getting better. It keeps getting better. We felt that it was a win-win for both sides. You're damn right it is. We are getting a great deal because finally we have a player outperforming and here's a win-win. We're going to start paying you market value. Totally right. You are right. Because we're going to take all the postseason money we have because it's been so amazing with you at cornerback. Amazing. There were proposals of adjustments that wouldn't just make me feel more respected, but they were cap friendly. Okay, thank you. But the Dolphins refused everything we proposed. Oh my God, the Dolphins are such bad guys. And I'd be the first person to criticize Stephen Ross. Believe me, I have on nothing personal. Believe me, if I have an opportunity to talk about Stephen Ross, I'm going to. But I can't. Not in this case. I don't feel the organization has dealt with me in good faith. I don't feel valued or respected by the Dolphins. Just like they can take a business first approach, so can I. That's why I want to make it clear that I'm not happy and have requested a trade. And until that trade happens, I'm just here so I don't get fined and will handle myself like professionals do. Love always, Xavier Howard. Whatever is all I can say. Whatever. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. My name is David Sampson. Today is April 20th. Nope. Damn it. Four, six, nine. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. I'm David Sampson. Today is episode 420. Enjoy. Hit pause. Follow. Unfollow. Refollow. Please. Subscribe. Go to YouTube channel because I will be celebrating episode 420 in approximately nine minutes. Nine minute warning. I get to watch a movie every day. I watched a very serious documentary at someone's suggestion. It was called The Dissident. It is directed by the same director who did Icarus, an amazing doping documentary, which we reviewed on a previous episode, which I would be able to tell you which episode it was if we somehow had a list somewhere of all the movies that I've reviewed over 420 episodes or TV shows. The Dissident is about Jamal Khashoggi. I don't think I got that right. Jamal Khashoggi, directed by Brian Fogel. Do you know that story? He's the Saudi Arabian journalist, worked for the Washington Post, 
he got murdered by the Saudi Arabians, by the prince of Saudi Arabia, by the prince's guys. Of course, in the documentary, the prince says, I don't know what my guys are doing. I didn't do it. I had no idea what was being done. That's like me running a baseball team. I had no idea that that guy was traded. What do I know? My guys do stuff all the time without me. I wouldn't have any idea. He's got the credibility of zero. Do you know what happens when you don't like what they do in Saudi Arabia or you talk against their government? They're, it's not really a government. It's a family. You get killed. Is that the kind of country you want to be in? Uh, we have to sell them weapons, though. Need oil. We need the money from the weapons. The president was in the documentary saying, of course, we're going to I'm going to veto. You don't want it. Are you out of your mind? I'm all about the economy. People don't care about giving Saudi Arabia weapons. They don't care if they're killing their own citizens. People want to have food on their table. You think people in middle America or on the left or right coast, people who wear red, you think they really give one flying rat's pituitary gland? Whether or not we're selling weapons, they want jobs. They want the economy rolling. I get it. Trust me. I majored in economics. I'm a professional economist. Call me Mr. Dibbs. I was going to say, call me Mr. Keynes. Get it? Keynesian economics? Yeah, whatever. The documentary is staggering. It's interesting. It's scary. And if it doesn't make you proud and understand that you better live in a democracy, you better live where you can be protected. You better not let rulers run rampant because guess what happens? Bye-bye. You're going to speak badly about me? Guess what? You're dead. And I've got plausible deniability because I got 49 henchmen. I don't know what the hell they're doing. I've got 49 scouts in baseball. I don't know where they are. I've got a chart. I knew where every scout was because I had a chart. I knew what hotel they were in. I knew what game they were watching. I knew what players they were watching. Of course, I'm not making baseball and life to be the same thing. But here's a little shocking surprise for you. It is a little bit beyond credibility for the crown prince of Bel Air to say, hey, what do I know? It's called The Dissident. You may want to check it out. Nothing personal pick of the day. We're 98 and 84. Did you like the Phillies game last night? Zach Wheeler had a great game. Phillies beat the Nationals. So we went to 98 and 84. Was very excited about that. Nope, not true. The Phillies didn't play. COVID. Trey Turner was pulled from the game in the middle of the game two days ago. And now Nationals have an outbreak. Outbreak alert. Four players, eight staff. Phillies-Nats game was postponed. So there you have it. MLB needs to change what it's doing right now. A vaccinated player does not need to be pulled from a game when he tests positive for COVID. If you cannot get testing done of vaccinated players pregame, sorry. It's evolved enough that the excuse that MLB has used, which is, hey, that's when we got the result. So we pulled them. We can't do a Justin Turner World Series trade Turner regular season game anymore. So my suggestion for baseball is this. If you want to keep testing vaccinated players, fine. But you test them because you have rapid tests now. PCR tests are within 18 hours, sometimes even sooner. You can do it within two hours if you have the machine. There's a guy in New York who will give you a PCR test for 500 bucks till you're blue in the face and you'll get the results in a snap, crackle, and a pop. 
before you can pour the milk in your special Ethan Zahn Survivor Bowl. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then you will soon. He invented a really cool bowl that will make your cereal never soggy. I have no idea why that's in my head. He did something called Kickstart Coca. Kickstart is when you raise money for something and you get your money back if it doesn't happen. But if they raise enough money, then it does happen. So Ethan Zahn did a Kickstart that I contributed to because I can't stand milk in my cereal to begin with. So this is a bowl where you separate the milk from the cereal. What did I call it, Coca? Don't yell at me. It's Kickstarter. I may have called it something else. I may have called it Kickstart, whatever. Kickstarter, who cares? Sorry, audience. There's an ER at the end. I'm even sorry that I don't know what I'm talking about. Coca, help me, please. I'm, I'm fading here. Oh, what happens when you are not vaccinated? When you're vaccinated, get tested, get the PCR test. And if you're playing, you're playing. The minute first pitch comes, that's it, you're playing. But here's a way to get players to get vaccinated. The rule is if you are not vaccinated, not only are we going to test you every day, but also you will not be able to play and we will pull you out of a game in the middle and everyone will know that you are not vaccinated and you're going to look like a fool because you are putting your team in jeopardy. We are going to create a set of rules that is different for people who are vaccinated and people who are not. And you people who don't agree with it, we don't care. To go to school, you got to be vaccinated. To go to college, you got to be vaccinated. To go on Survivor, you have to be vaccinated. To play baseball, you have to be vaccinated, period. You don't like a union? Really? Do you want to bet the union agrees to that in the next collective bargaining agreement? Do you want to bet that there's going to be a vaccination clause? Do you want to bet that the union is not going to die on the vax hill for the few players who, like Cole Beasley and others, don't want to get vaccinated? NGTH, not going to happen. The union has much bigger fish to fry, and they will. And the reason they will is you're fighting a losing battle when it comes to the non-vaccinated crowd. When you are running a business or a league, you have got to make sure that if anyone has COVID, that their symptoms are going to be small enough that they're not going to get hospitalized or die or God forbid, give it to someone who will. You want to work for a major league baseball team and you want to be in the front office, you want to be in the clubhouse, you must be vaccinated. That's how it's going to end up being, folks. Get ready. On your mark, get set, go. MLB will not pull a player from a game again. It's not going to happen. Wait to see. That's an official wait to see, Coco. Book it. There will not be another player pulled from a game again this season. Period. Mark it. Book it. We'll revisit it. You want my pick today? I'll give it to you. Jays over the Red Sox. Take Ryu. That's our show. There'll be more tomorrow. You know why? Because it's a day that ends with why. It's just business. This is nothing personal. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.